0: Hello and welcome to the Why I Knit podcast. My name is Dr Mia Hobbs and I'm a clinical psychologist who is passionate about knitting and its benefits for our mental health. Each week on the podcast, I interview a different knitter about why they knit and how it benefits their mental health. This week on the podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by Madison Seagull. Madison speaks about using knitting to benefit her mental health, particularly as a stay-at-home parent with two young children. Hi, Madison. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, hi, Mia. So glad to be here. <laughs> so, I always start with asking where your story with knitting began. So, where did yours start? So, um,
1: well, I learned to knit um, in in school. Actually, uh, in my home at class. I don't, um, I don't know what the equivalent um, to that w- would be, but uh, we had like a like a general homemaking class where we learned some other, um, like cooking and other skills. And one of the things that we learned was, was how to knit. And it was actually my great aunt that, that taught the class at the time. Um, a lot of my family worked at, worked at the school where I, where I went to school. Mm -hmm. Uh, so she, so she taught me how to knit. And at the time I, I really was really enthralled with it and I, I loved it and I kept working on it. Um, but I was, I think in maybe, Seventh or eighth grade, um, junior high, um, and it wasn't very it wasn't very cool, especially to most of most of our friend group. It was kind of something that I didn't really stick with at the time because nobody else was doing it. But mm-hmm. um, but I remember after I learned still being really fascinated by, by just like, I started noticing knitwear and fabrics as, as I, you know, went out. And I remember being about that age and being like in church and looking at the, the sweater on the person in front of me and seeing, you know, noticing the the stockinette stitch and how it transitioned into rib and um, noticing, oh, you know, I, I recognize that now. And so I was always really interested in it and it wasn't until I, um, and I probably picked it up a- another handful of times, just, mm-hmm. just working on a little swatch or something, another handful of times over the next few years, but never really getting into it. And it wasn't until I, um, I was pregnant with my first, so I've, I've got two kids. And, um, when I was pregnant with my first, um, she's, she's almost five now. Um, so it would have been about five or six years ago. And I, um, got really, I was really, really sick at the beginning. And so I was kind of just sitting around the house a lot waiting to <laughs> waiting to feel better, I guess. And oh. so it was something that I, I I kinda picked up and as I started practicing and um, you know, I kind of mastered the the garter stitch square. And, um, as I started practicing, I started looking for baby patterns and and stuff. And, um, I knit a blanket for my, for my daughter. Um, that was like one of the very first things that I ever actually, actually knit and, and I still have it and it's not very good but but I I really I was really proud of it that I that I finished it and I think it took me most of my whole second and third trimester to work on it and it's one of those projects that now I mean I used really really big yarn and it was just in garter stitch and I probably I probably could finish it in a day or two if I worked on it now but but it was really um it, it was something that just kind of triggered the the my love of it this for the last the podcast, five or I'm six years now,
0: Hammond, and who is known you know, I just started getting more and more
1: Instagram. complex with Elizabeth my projects, and, knitter, uh, especially, knitter and especially,
0: especially for designer. my
1: kids. You know, I started knitting them sweaters and things in the last two years, and just really, um just really fell in love with it. And I think it's something you know, it was really fitting that it, it that it came into my life at a time when I. You know, the last few years has been really podcast, challenging for my mental health just staying home Elizabeth with my kids. Hammond, um, it's been known as a kind of on a challenge that I never really... Elizabeth described herself I, as a knitter, test knitter, and really dabbling It's really hard to, knitwear just, designer. to describe, I guess, what it's like to be a stay-at-home parent and to be with your kids um, all the time and to never really be able to leave your, I don't like to call it a job, but to never really be able to leave your title, I guess. And, um, it just gets really wearing, (laughs) it gets, it gets just gets to be really, you don't really have like a sense of yourself outside of that title. And so, um, I think it was really fitting that it, it came to me, um, at the beginning of that, of that journey for me over the last five or six years. And, um, I think that, you know, there's a reason it's stuck with me over this time that it's something that I am able to do regardless of what's, going on or what I have to do or take my kids to or or anything, whether they want to play outside or inside, I can kind of just pick it up and carry it with me wherever. And, um, it's, it's really just been, it's been a godsend for me for these last few years. And, um, and I just, you know, it's something that a lot of people, I think in school or something, learn it like I did. And, um, maybe they don't see it as very important at the time. Um, and, I, I, I just really fell in love with it, and I'm glad that I learned it at one point and and was able to come back to it.
0: Mm. Was it your idea to pick it back up when you were pregnant and feeling unwell? Like, can you remember how that was? It because I don't know. Often people, yeah. I guess, do knit for babies, even if they don't really knit.
1: Yeah it it was um it was completely something like like I um had told you before we started that I don't. I don't really know anyone that knits, um, mm-hmm. or anything. And, and, you know, I didn't have anybody that had made anything for, um, for our baby or anything. And, and actually, I think when I started, I hadn't even told anyone that I was pregnant yet. Um, and so I think I was at our local, just our local, um, you know, um, store and just walking through the aisles one day and saw some yarn and I thought, Oh, you know, it's, it's been a while since I've done that. And maybe I should take that home and, and try it again. And so I, I didn't even have, um I didn't even have like a set of needles still, I, I bought the needles that day. And some I remember it was some black, really, like scratchy acrylic yarn. It was just, mm-hmm. it was like on clearance, I think. And I just started working on a square. And I um, started figuring out the you know, the, I was really interested in like the actual, like the anatomy of the stitch, I guess. And so I okay. started learning, you know, like, okay, I dropped a stitch here. What does that look like? Why, why did I do that? And, you know, started looking at the, the stitches themselves and um, got really, got really, I don't know, really in depth and really channeled into it, I guess, because I didn't really have a whole lot else to, um, I was just really, really miserable and really sick at the beginning. And I think it would just kind of help my mind, focus on something else for a while. I could sit there and, um, I didn't have to be physically doing anything, but it still felt productive to me, I think. And, um, and yeah, so it, it was just something that it came into my mind one day as I was walking through that store. And, um, and as I got better at it, I thought, Oh, you know, it'd be really special if I could knit some things for my, for my baby. And, um, and yeah, it just really, it just really bloomed from there. Hmm.
0: So it doesn't sound like you picked it up because of the kind of benefits to your well-being but that was more of a surprise afterwards actually it was yeah. it was
1: yeah and and you know I I don't think I really realized it at the time I um, I have I have ADHD and I mm-hmm. always have as far as I know um and you know I don't think I realized it at the time but I, I do now now that I'm much more aware of it um but it really really, calmed that part of me because I could mm. sit there and I could have something to, um, you know, something to focus on that was being creative. I tend to channel a lot of my ADHD, as a lot of people with ADHD do, um, into crafting and hobbies yeah. and stuff. And um, and I don't know, it was really beneficial for me. I think that was maybe why I why I stuck with it. It wasn't, like you said, it wasn't I didn't do it because of the mental health, but it was something that over the years that I've really stuck with it, that I've noticed it definitely, it definitely benefits that part of (laughs) that part of my brain to have something to channel it into. And, and, you know, I think too, with the ADHD, a lot of times I pick up a bunch of different little projects and I'll start something and then put it down and, you know, never pick it up again and kind of switch a lot back and forth. And this is something that um, even if I do that, where I just pick up and knit one row um, I'm still adding to the same project. And so in that way it kind of helps me guide through like the patience of a project and that I can pick it up and put it down. And I can, I can do that a hundred times a day if I want to, with one single project and and take it with me you know it's it's been really good for for that as as I've become more aware of how the how the ADHD kind of moves through and uh, it's
0: it's just been really good for kind of calming that that aspect of things. And I guess it's something people with small children often find that they need a hobby they can access in tiny increments because you never know how long a nap is gonna last or you know like you might have a tiny moment where you could do something and it could turn into 20 minutes but it could also be 60 seconds
1: (laughs) absolutely and this is this is why it's it's so good for me because i can i can pick it up and, and do four stitches, or I can, you know, pick it up during a nap time and have um, a, a larger chunk of time. And no matter what, um, in like, I've got a, a, a sweater I'm working on now. Yeah. And I've worked on it in just little tiny increments. And um, over the last two weeks, I'm I'm almost nearly done with the with the top half of it. And, you know, it's just been little small increments like that. But I think it it, it is helpful for me to know that, even though I don't feel productive as my day is going through that when I add in all of these little tiny things that it does lead to a larger, more successful, um, bout of pr- productivity, I guess, like I know I'm going to get a finished product at the end, even though I'm only dedicating four stitches at a time or, you know, a, a row at a time. And, and I, I think that that is helpful for me too, because so much of my life feels so, Unproductive, and there's no end point. Like, there's always, there's never going to be a finished sweater of loading the dishwasher. It, right. it, it's never going to end. And, um, you know, I know I'm going to have to put my kids to bed every night for the next 18 years. And, <laughs> and it, it, you know, I think for me, it, I like to have that physical representation of something that I can start and finish and that all of these little bits of time add up to a finished product and Mm. in a way that that nothing really else in my life is able to have that physical representation
0: so for me that feels really nice. Yeah sure I can see that I think that's something a lot of people talk about that being important to have a something for themselves when their life revolves around doing things for other people like looking after Mm -hmm. small people and also like to get to the end of something like you would never do with feeding your children or <laughs> yeah but, yeah yeah cleaning up after them um yeah yeah uh-huh. absolutely sure. and it sounds like um from an adhd perspective that you've found that it it's it helps when your your brain is maybe looking for new tasks <laughs> <that> you, <can laughs> yeah. come, you or things you can do in short bursts that that right. has been helpful and did you say that it does it help you to focus ever if you've got to sit down and do something would you say um, I would say um, I don't
1: have much trouble um, when I when I decide to do something. I tend to get very very focused on that one task. Yeah. Um, I have a lot more trouble. Um, I I guess yeah, I do have trouble focusing on when when I can really feel like my mind is just very jumpy and going from one thing to the next. Um, I. I have been using knitting as a practice just in the last few months. I've kind of started doing this where I will sit down with it and I will kind of, um, I will continue to knit and I will notice all of those thoughts coming and going, Oh, I should, I should do this or I should do this. And I kind Mm -hmm. of let it be a practice for me that I, I just sit there and knit and let the thoughts come and go. And I know that at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if I start those projects because I'm probably not going to, get to them anyway. And I've started to let that be a practice for me to just kind of let the let the thoughts come and go. It's kind of become a um almost like a yoga practice for me. I used yeah. to be a yoga instructor as well. And one of the main things that uh, that we talk about in that is, um, you know, during the time that you're practicing or practicing your breathing, especially um, to have no attachment to the thoughts that come into your mind and um, to just let them float, in float out and you know repeatedly as they come in and, and go away and to kind of release the attachment to them. And I've just kind of let that morph into my knitting practice. Um, and I think it's been so good for me because I let go of that that feeling, that such strong urge that I get that, oh my gosh, I have to repaint my front door today. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I need to, I need to do this. Oh my gosh. I, I haven't run in, in six months. I need to run five miles today, you know, and all of these things that all of a sudden out of nowhere, just kind of pop into my mind that I feel like such a strong urge to do them right now. And Mm. the knitting, um, you know, sitting down knitting and letting those thoughts come and go without any attachment to them. Uh, it really, it really allows me to notice that You know, those things really aren't that important in this, in this exact moment in time. I don't have to, I don't have to do all of these things, every, every direction that my mind jumps today, I can sit here, I can have no emotional attachment to the things that come and go. And, um, and it's okay. (laughs) You know, I can, I can notice those thoughts and not have to act on them. And, and the knitting is, is so good because it gives me something repetitive to do and allows me to to sit and be calm and just just notice how how my mind comes and goes and by the end of it um, i usually do this practice like during um, my youngest one still takes a nap but my older mm-hmm. one doesn't and um so i usually have about a 2 hour period of the day where um it can be very i can i can get i can start and and i can start and abandon probably 20 projects in that in that mm-hmm. two, 2 hour time and um so it's, it's really good for me to sit at least part of that time. And by the end of it, I'll, I'll notice that I'm feeling much more calm and, and ready to to just go throughout the regular things in my day that are important, like, um, you know, getting the next meal ready for the kids or, um, you know, starting the dishwasher, all those things or, or sitting down and coloring with my daughter, you know, those kinds of things that are that are important that
0: sometimes the ADHD kind of really distracts me from um, on a regular basis. So. So it sounds like there's something powerful about creating a bit of distance between you and the thoughts, like being able to step back and observe them rather than being so fused with them that you go with every single one of them and exhaust yourself. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like the practice of knitting, in the same way maybe as the yoga, that while you're doing a thing with your body, it helps you to sit it out and observe the thoughts rather than getting in with them (laughs) right right
1: and and you know some days are better than others I mean I still have like yesterday um for whatever reason I um had a really tough time like being able to sit and and calm that and I'll notice you know I didn't knit at all yesterday and that probably has something to do with it Mm. um but uh I, I can absolutely tell the difference in in the same way that I could, I could tell the difference if I did or didn't do yoga, you know, when I was, when I was teaching um, several years ago, um, I can absolutely notice the difference between my, my mental standpoint, I guess, uh, on the days when I have and haven't done a sort of
0: practice like that. Mm. Yeah. And do you feel like it helps in other ways, like in terms of, I don't know, mood or, worry or those kind of things do you think it has benefits in those spheres um i think so
1: and and you know it kind of depends on uh what i guess what's going on around me in my life at the moment you know there um i i'm really lucky that i get to be with my kids uh you know all the time and i don't very often have a lot of um i don't very often have a lot of extraneous worry or anything, you know, because I, I feel, you know, we're very safe in our home and we don't, (laughs) we don't do a lot of other things. And, um, so I would say it, it just kind of depends on the, on the time, but no matter, I mean, the stressors that come to me are different every single day. I mean, they're always kind of channeled through our day-to-day life, you know, all, if, if there's something coming up that we've got to do, you know, I've got to take cookies to my daughter's school for Halloween or so, you know, all these other things that come up um, It is something the knitting is something that kind of helps me, helps me calm down through all of those things, whether they're, whether they're an immediate worry or um, just a general stressor. Um, But it, it, I would say no matter what the, what the stressor is for me um, it's a, it's a really good way to just, just kind of come back into the rational part of my brain instead of the really jumpy ADHD. Um, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get all these things done and I have to do all these things that are unimportant. And, um, so I think, I think it's really good for, for that.
0: Sounds like there's something kind of grounding about it as a practice. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And, and, and one of the things that, um, you know, uh, with, with my history with yoga as well, you know, there is like a, a physical sense of being grounded by staying in one place and really focusing on your presence in that space right at this moment. And I think for me, I, I usually always, I make that connection, you know, I make sure, um, I can feel, I make sure I'm in a comfortable place. I make sure I can feel my connection to, um, to what's beneath me. I can feel the contact of my body to the comfortable couch and whatever. And, you know, I focus on my posture and, Um, for me, that process is incredibly grounding because, you know, it's just making that connection between mind and body. It's like a very wholesome experience that brings you into the present moment, brings me into what's happening at this, at this very moment in time. And I can sit here and knit and, um, it's, it's just a very therapeutic, um, a very therapeutic process. And if, and if, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't done yoga before, um, or at least like the breath work, I think you'll find that it is a very similar mental process to the repetition of the of the stitches as you're as you're as you're going. And I find that they go really well together. Mm. And if you're looking for <laughs> a deeper practice within your knitting practice, it's a
0: great a great thing to to start. It sounds like you do a lot of actually bringing that yoga um, kind of mindset to your knitting practice like you're being very intentional about a lot of it in a in a way that probably many of us are not necessarily or certainly people wouldn't necessarily think of knitting I think many people think of yoga that way right but not many people would think about doing knitting in the exact same way that you seem to yeah. very intentionally use it to to uh, as a kind of um, mindful practice
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think really any activity can be that way. I think, um, you know, if you're really being intentional about the way that you're bringing your, your focus and your mindset and your, uh, present physical body into the activity and really focusing on, on how it makes you feel and how it, um, you know, noticing where the tension is in your body, noticing your breath and, just bringing those together into, <laughs> into the current moment. I think it is really helpful regardless of what the activity is. I have found that it's the easiest with knitting for me mm. because there is that repetition, um, especially with something like working in the round and stockinette. I mean, you, you can, you can do that over and over and over again, um, a million times and you can, it's the same way as, as breath work and yoga, you can do it. You do do it all day throughout your day. Um, but bringing your intention, your attention completely to it and, and noticing, you know, each, each individual part. And, um, it's, it's been very therapeutic for me. And, and like I said, you could do it with any activity, but I find it especially, um, it, it marries very well with knitting for me because there is that repetition that goes with it that, um, that I think is great.
0: Mm, yeah does it matter for you what you're knitting or because it sounds like a lot of it is your focus is on the process um I don't know how much you engage with the end product or whether that doesn't matter so much um I am not
1: somebody that can be um like I mentioned earlier I I have a lot of tasks in my life that don't have an end point and so I'm not somebody that can just I can't just knit with, without an idea of a, of a finished product um, at the end. I really, really like to have a, a pattern and a structure. And I like to know exactly what the process is going to be and the end point for me. That's very, it's very important because I, like I said, I just have a lot of other things in my, in my daily life that don't have that. And yeah. So for me and I also have a lot of pride in um the things that are the finished the finished products. I like I really really love the practicality of knitting. I love that it's not something that um you know I think there are a lot of hobbies that people have that don't really have a lot of practical use and um I absolutely love the, like the history of knitting that you know it's it's something that people can do for their, for their mental health, but also, you know, it has like a practical use. You can make clothing for yourself. You can make hats and, and things to keep you warm. And, and so I really like the the idea of the finish, the finished product that is super important for me just because I, um, like I said, I, I need that, that end point. And also I, I love to be, to be able to do something productively whether it's just a little bit at a time but I like that I have a something that I can use at the very end Mm.
0: and in terms of things like so I guess for me I think a lot about this the process as in the stitch pattern or the construction or the I don't know color or the materials do those things make a difference for you in terms of have you got multiple projects on the go that you could pick up depending on what you feel like or are you a one project person. <laughs> um I'm more of a one project person. I like to um
1: I like well and especially um I have I just have one set of interchangeable needles and a lot of the projects I use tend to use the same size <laughs> of needles. So yeah. I tend to I tend to kind of just do one project and um once that one's finished I now I will say as far as the actual the actual knitting I'm a one project person. But with my ADHD as I'm knitting a project, I frequently already have my next one. Mm-hmm. I frequently already have the yarn purchased for the project I'll make next, and then I typically already have another one in the back of my mind that I'm going to do after that. And so, um, in that way, in that way, I and I and I tend to uh, really like look at the pattern before I ever start it, and really, um, you know, think about how I'm going to use it. And I think about it for several months before I actually start working on it. And so for me, it's, it's kind of, there's several different parts of the project planning and I enjoy, I get the most excited about the, I think because of the ADHD, um, I think I get the most excited about the pre-project phase Mm -hmm. and then the, the actual knitting of the project is what really like calms down, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, that everything else and, and the part where I get to wear it at the end, like. Yeah. The, the end for me is very, is very exciting as well. Um, I, I absolutely love to be able to wear, I, I just finished this cardigan a few, um, a few weeks ago and I, it's the first item I've actually ever knitted for myself, like a full garment that I've ever knitted for myself. And, uh, I think I've worn it every single day since I finished it probably a month ago. And I, I just love being able to, you know, this is something that I, that I made (laughs) over the last several months. And, um, so the, the beginning and the end are the most exciting parts for me, but I think the middle part is the most important because there Mm. are a ton of things that I get excited about, of the, the potential of doing something. Um, you know, there are a lot of things I get excited about on a daily basis. And, um, I, the middle part is the most important for me to kind of calm to, you know, tame that, that really, really exciting ADHD kind of, um, I don't know any other way to describe it. If I'm sure a lot of your, a lot of the listeners are familiar with that feeling of (laughs) like that intense joy to the potential to start a new project. Um, Yes. so the, the actual, the actual, um, execution of the project is what is what's the most important for my mental health I think
0: and it sounds like you don't because I guess it's there's a common thing about like starting loads of projects and not finishing yeah. them and I <laughs> yeah. guess a lot of people get drawn into that land
1: <laughs> yes um, <and> you can <laughs> yeah, see
0: why um uh-huh. with the you know the dopamine hit you get when you start anything <laughs> yeah. yeah um but it sounds like you know you've you're very committed to the full project and seeing it through to the end
1: yeah and um I I, I'm not really sure what it is about knitting in particular that is that way for me because I'm not really that way with anything else in in my life um but I, I I mean there must be some sort of science behind the knitting itself but um but yeah, it, I'm not that way with anything else. So it's the only thing that I really have that um, that I fully acknowledge that I, I do get excited about it um, the same way that I do with other projects, but I actually
0: execute it and I'm and excited about the end result as well. Hmm. But it does sound like you're very good at finding the value in the process, the bit that you think it's, you know, the actual process of the knitting that you think is the most important bit for your mental well being. You do that very yeah. intentionally and you can... I can hear from the way you talk about it that you can see the value in it and you've linked it to your yoga practice, and that it just kind of it makes sense, doesn't it? That, yeah, 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 that you would do that, and that you know you it also sounds like you're in a particular time in your life where actually it feels really good to have a project that has an end, <laughs> like sophie <Yeah>. the, the <laughs> tasks of bringing up kids has an end, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a beautiful cardigan, by the way, oh, thank <laughs> I you was so much. It Um, oh thank you thank you (laughs) have you knitted other things for yourself I was interested in this being your first you know garment that you've knitted for yourself and the feeling because I guess I felt like when I first started I'd knitted for quite a long time before I made garments I was worried about like making things to fit a human and that that would add stress to the whole procedure yeah but I wondered, I was kind of surprised by how it changed my relationship with clothes and how the joy yes. I was overwhelmed by the joy I felt when I was wearing something I'd made. I wondered yeah. how, you're very recent to that. How has it been for you? Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I would say it's it's been such an incredible an incredible transformation for me. And um I'll talk about a couple of different things here. Um, but my my mental health the last two years especially. So um my my kids are two years apart. So my daughter, um, is four, four and a half. Um, she'll be, she'll be five in February. So I guess almost five. And then my son is, um, pretty much exactly two years younger than her. Mm-hmm. So, um, they are, they're, they're really close in age. I know they're, they're, um, <laughs> families that have kids that are even closer than mine, but to me, uh, in terms of their emotional requirements on a daily basis and their physical requirements on a daily basis, they're very close in age. They're kind of Mm -hmm. in the same phase at the same time. And, um, so I started having a lot of, um, I, I've always since probably my teen years I've dealt with depression, but not in the way that I have in the last two years since my son was born. Um, I, I've always stayed home with, with my kids and I, it was something that my husband and I decided we wanted to do from the very beginning of when we decided to start a family. And, um, so I stayed home with my daughter and that experience for me was incredible. I was with her all the time and I loved being with her and, um, you know, the, the, newborn phase was incredible for me. I know it's not that way for a lot of people, but I loved that for the first time in my life, I got to just, um, be, (laughs) be at home and I, I breastfed her (laughs) pretty much 24 hours a day for the whole first year. And, Mm -hmm. and it was amazing. I was so close. We had such a, such a tight bond. And, and then when I got pregnant with my son, um, I was really sick again, um, the second time around being pregnant and, um, I started to feel like those feelings of inadequacy because I, I physically couldn't take care of my daughter a lot of the day Mm -hmm. because, because I was just too sick and too um, exhausted from not being able to um, just not being able to keep any food down. And so um, that was kind of my first bout with um, a more intense depression, I guess. And, um, and so when my son was born, I, I really was, um, I really felt really clueless because I, I wasn't really sure, you know, I was so good at it the first time around and I, I loved the experience so much. And I thought, well, what, what changed? And, you know, it's just the, the, the physical act of having two children instead of one Mm. was just a lot, a lot harder for me than I, than I ever imagined it was be, it would be because, because for, for my first it was so easy and it was so it was just such a beautiful experience and it was so beautiful in fact that I wanted to do it immediately <laughs> immediately <laughs> again after and um you know once I had my son it was it was just really really hard to be at home on my own and um and take care of both of them and my husband is a a public school teacher and he coaches um he coaches several sports as well and so he is in also a very a very, um, a job where children depend on him a lot. And, um, and so both of us were kind of starting to feel the beginnings of this emotional burnout, um, around the time that my son was born and, and you know, my son was born also in 2021, which was um, the year after COVID. And so, mm-hmm. um, we were, everybody was dealing with the re into, into regular life. And it was really overwhelming for, for us. And so my, my mental health just kind of started to slowly decline as, as time went on. And, and we moved to, we moved to a new house. And so um when my son was only five months old and, uh, it just started to slowly decline as time went on. And so as I got into um, probably about a year ago, it was about a year ago, um, around Christmas time last year, um, I just I was feeling very, very unfulfilled and so burnt out. And um, just like every day, I felt like I couldn't I couldn't handle another day and I physically started to like take up less and less space in, <laughs> in our home and in our, in our life as a family. And, um, and I, I promise I am circling back to the garment issue um, about my clothes because yeah. this was a huge thing for me, but, um, you know, I, a lot of times just wouldn't even get dressed on a daily basis. And I would mm-hmm. wear the same clothes as pajamas for like days and days and days, and I wouldn't leave the house. And I started to have an incredible anxiety about leaving the house because mm-hmm. it was something that I I felt um it was just the most it was the hardest thing in the world for me to do to to get me and my kids out of the house just to even go to our to our post office to pick up a package or something or to go to the grocery store and um so I started taking up less and less space even within our home and like I said I stopped kind of getting dressed and um i kind of stopped eating and i when i bought groceries i only bought groceries that everybody else would eat and i mm-hmm. i just kind of stopped considering myself altogether and um i noticed it was really bad about a year ago and i decided to um i thought you know i'm i'm really not doing well i need to go i need to go visit my doctor um mm-hmm. i need to I need to go see a therapist because I know that at one point I did enjoy this life that I have. And, um, and I just don't anymore. And so a year ago I started, I um, got on medication and I started going to going to see a therapist and it wasn't even, I wouldn't even say that I had a great relationship with the therapist, but it made me leave my house. You know, I had Mm -hmm. to go to my appointments And I, so I started practicing that and I would kind of go to the store after I got done with my appointments and I would, um, you know, just, I just started practicing that, that act of, of physically leaving the house. And I, I had to get dressed to go to my appointments and I had to, I had to do these things. And, um, I had to, a lot of times have somebody else take care of my kids while I was going to these appointments, which was, um, a huge thing for me too, because I had had absolutely no one ever watch my kids in the whole <laughs> four years that I had had, I had mm-hmm. been with my kids, you know, it was, I kind of took it as a sole responsibility on myself. And yeah. so, um, it was a really good practice for me to start doing that. And, um, and around that same time, um, I knit my very first sweater for one of my kids. And, um, and that's when I noticed, um, with, obviously it's a lot smaller for my, (laughs) for my kids, but it really wasn't that hard. It was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, as long as you, you know, for the, for the first pattern that I did, I used the exact yarn that they recommended in the pattern and the exact needles and everything and, and followed the, you know, I measured and made sure that the size was going to be right. And, and, you know, when I executed all those things, it was, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. And it was something that I, I did that, um, it really, as I was going through this really tough time of knowing, just acknowledging to myself that I, you know, I couldn't do it anymore on my own, that I needed uh, medical help to get through this, this phase of my life. Um, and so I started knitting, knitting sweaters for my kids. And, um, from there I thought, you know, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna knit something for myself. And because my kids, I knit the sweaters for them and they were like, okay. <laughs> they and they didn't want to wear them. They were really just they were really over it. And, um, and they grow they too fast, don't they? <laughs> they grow too fast. And so it doesn't it doesn't matter at all, you know, but but for me it was so important because it made me realize that um you know, like you said, it can be really daunting to think about knitting a garment because you're worried about the sizing and, yeah. and, and all these things. And uh, it was the thing that made me realize that I could do it. And so in March last year, I started this this cardigan and mm-hmm. it took me and it took me until or I guess March of this year. Um, it took me until, you know, like I said, just a few weeks ago to, to actually finish it. But, um, as I was working on this sweater, I noticed that, um, I was getting excited about wearing it and thinking about what I wanted to wear it with. And in that way, for me, I started like taking up more space in in my home. And, and I started thinking, you know, as I would go grocery shopping, you know, well, why am I not, (laughs) why can't I buy something that I like to Mm -hmm. eat and just buy it for myself? And, you know, I have to eat too. It's not just everybody else. And And, um, so in that way, it was so good for me to, uh, have something that I was making for myself that I was excited about because in a lot of ways, I just didn't really have that experience with anything else in my life. And, um, and I don't know whether that experience is exclusive of stay-at-home parents, um, or if um, I just really kind of spiraled into this. Um, but I think I've talked to some other stay-at-home uh, moms that I know that kind of have a similar thing. That you're you're just kind of you you become so selfless in your day-to-day life, where you're taking care of other people, and and many other professions are this way too. Um, I mm-hmm. totally understand that, um, but you you get into this mindset where you so much of your life is dedicated to taking care of other people that you, you kind of not, not even put yourself at the lowest priority, but you just take yourself off the list completely. Mm. And so for me, I making a garment for myself has really uh, changed my perspective on, on the fact that I, I can do things for myself and Mm. it's good to do things for myself. And, and even if I, even if I I'm doing kind of the same thing as before, wearing the same <laughs> the same thing over and over again, it's not my pajamas. It's much more intentional. It's um, I'm choosing to to get up today and putting on an outfit that I that I made that I like that I'm proud yeah. of that I'm I'm okay with going out into the world and saying look what I look what I did and you know it kind of takes away that fear of the fear of going outside and the fear of um, taking up taking up space in, in my world around me. And, and it makes me excited to make more and more, more and more things for myself, which, which I think is, is great. Um, and, and yeah, it, 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 and another aspect, it has kind of changed my, my aspect on, like, I suddenly just, I don't want to buy clothes for myself anymore. I just, I kind of have this, this thought, what if I just made all of my clothes and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I only knit for myself now. And I think in so many aspects for my mental health, that it's, it's just been such a blessing because I went from, you know, last year, just not even wanting to, not even wanting to get dressed and not even wanting to do things that, that made me a real person in in the world. And now I, I get to, I get to wear something that I made and and I love when people say, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you made that. And yeah. it's just such a, it's such a good experience for me to have that pride in myself again, that I
0: uh, had really lost for, for a while. Yeah. And just doing it one stitch at a time, maybe made it more manageable.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And like I said, it took me months and months to work on this because I, I didn't work on, on it very much at a time. And, um and it is very, very tiny yarn and it's, it's brioche stitch. So it, it does, it's just a very tedious, a tedious thing. Um, but, and it's, it's the hardest construction of something I've ever done in terms of, (laughs) of a knitting project. Yeah. And so it's a good reminder for me too, that, uh, you know, I did it a little bit at a time, but all together, I did this really difficult project and Mm. I finished it. And for me, that's like a huge, um, I, I can, I can remind myself of that every time that I wear it, um, when things, when the little things get to feeling too hard on a daily basis yeah. that I can, I can do it and it might take a while, but, but it's something I, I can do. And, and yeah. it's a good reminder for that too.
0: And maybe you don't know how to do it yet. And maybe you didn't know how to do <laughs> the cardigan before yeah, you started, had, but along the way, right. Yeah. And I'm
1: the, <laughs> I'm the kind of person that I really like. Um, <laughs> I'm really good at choosing a project that has a lot of techniques that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I really like that, you know, I finished this and I learned a lot of new techniques mm-hmm. along the way. And so that's a good reminder too, that there are things that maybe I don't know how to do that. I, um that I, I can do, I just have to take the step in, in learning them. And um, and like with my husband being gone a lot, uh, there are a lot of things that I, I do, I don't know how to do that. I have to learn, but mm-hmm. then I I get really excited about that. I have learned them after the fact, like, um, I don't know. I had to service our lawnmower last, <laughs> last summer before I could mow the yard and, you know, things like that, that I never thought I would have to learn how to do, but, uh, it's just something that's become necessary. And the, the knitting is, is absolutely like a, a, a way to channel that, that motivation, because I, I can learn how to do new things, and, and it, it's been really good for my mindset,
0: as far as what I can, what I can attack on a daily basis. Mm. And I think it's helpful, isn't it, to start with something, like, knitting, that it's, it's very low stakes, like, it's Absolutely. not, like, you know, yeah the worst that could possibly happen (laughs) is you have to unravel a bit or, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so easy to go back and redo. And um, like I said, I'm really fascinated with like the anatomy of, of a stitch. And so um for me sometimes it's just a way to learn a new perspective on something that i didn't that i didn't know before and you know how the like the anatomy of a brioche stitch is is a little bit different than um like when you unravel you kind of have to put your needle in in a different way than you would for stockinette and so um sometimes when you mess up it, it's like a good opportunity to just learn something new about a, a different way to kind of attack it and um and I find that the, I encounter that in my day-to-day life uh, so many times that I, I learn, um, you know, just the other day, my son uh, grabbed a bowl of tomato soup off of the counter and I had thought um, I probably shouldn't put it there. And he grabbed it and it went literally all over my kitchen and, mm-hmm. and like into our vents and into our, and just into absolutely every nook and cranny of our kitchen. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that I think, okay, well, I know that I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to make that mistake again. And, you know, I think that's so important to think instead of, instead of like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to clean this up? I mean, I I did have that thought, but it's so important for us to actually make mistakes in our day-to-day life so that we know like, okay, well, Here's what I learned in this experience. Here's what I'm not going to do next time. And I think that a lot of people are just even afraid of doing anything outside of their comfort zone because they're afraid of making those mistakes, but they can be such a good they can be such a good learning tool for you in your life.
0: Mm. That's amazing. So a couple of the things I was going to ask you about were a significant project and mistakes, and it looks like we've covered those. Yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to hear about something you do outside of knitting. That benefits your mental health.
1: Sure. Um. Well, there are there are a couple of things that I that I make sure I do every day for myself and for my kids for all of our mental health because I find that um, my kids and I, when I'm having a bad day, they also tend to be having a bad day. And so there are a couple of things that I do, um, that I make sure I do with my kids on a daily basis. Um, because I, I I'm not able to do them on my own, so I make sure we do them all together. But uh, I make sure we go outside every single day, regardless of the weather. I think that that is, um, especially like I talked about being afraid to leave my house, uh, before mm-hmm. that has been such an important intention of ours every single day, um, that we, that we go outside every single day. They, they love to be outside. And for me, it's a chance to, I don't actually have to go that far, but it's just the act of of walking out my door. That is super important every single day that, um, that I make sure I do every single day for our mental health. And, and, and I don't mean just like walking out to grab something from right outside the door. I mean, we, we physically get ready and we go outside and spend time outside and yeah. um, that's super, super important for us. Um, I also, um, I, I mean, I do little things with my kids every day that I that I enjoy. Um, I have to find things that I enjoy because I actually don't, since I'm with my kids all the time, there's not a lot of things. I mean, I, I don't enjoy playing with my kids nearly as much as I thought I would. Hmm. It's just not a fulfilling process for me. Um, and it, probably a lot of that has to do with, like, I don't get a lot of time for myself. So I really sure. find when they ask me to, to play with them, I feel like it's robbing me more and more of time for myself. So, um, I try my best to find things that we can do together. So like, I love, I love to do Legos. Um, I love that my daughter is at an age where we can do Legos together. That's such a, it's, it's the same kind of process as knitting. It's following the plan and (laughs) and having an end and having an end goal, you know, building a project. Um, so I love to do things like that. And, um, I don't know, with my kids, we are very, I get a lot of, um, I get a lot of, of joy from just, we, we do a lot of snuggling and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's really, really good for us. Um, I, I do try to do something with my dog every day because, um, whether it's just sitting with her for a few minutes, um, she, she has been with me, um, like the year before I first got pregnant, and she was my my sidekick throughout my whole pregnancy the first time. And so she and I are very, very, we're very close and we're very in tune with, <laughs> with our anxiety and our the days when we're calm, you know, we're calm together, we're anxious together. So I try to do something with her every day. But um, but you know, I've just really it it doesn't really matter what it is that I do. Some days it might be um my mental health, I might just be like, okay, my intention today is that I'm going to take a shower. And for me, it's, it, it might be different every day, but it's just the act of me doing something that I, that I feel like I need to do and actually executing it and doing it. Um, the creative aspect of, of my mind. I talked a lot earlier about like my ADHD and going through with a lot of different projects, I found that when I do act on all of those things that come into my mind, um, it's not very fulfilling for me. And so, um, you know, having like a really grounding activity, like going and sitting outside while my kids play or taking a shower or um, I just, I really, really need those activities in my day to um, to actually bring me into my physical body. And Mm and remind me that I'm present here in this moment and that I'm allowed to take up space in this moment. And and some days it it, it is um, like an actual yoga practice. I will make Mm. some time to do an actual yoga practice. The days when I can manage to do that and knit, I mean, I feel like I can conquer (laughs) anything. I feel so good when I, when I'm able to do those things, but um, that doesn't happen Super often anymore. Um, usually, when I'm doing yoga, my kids are like crawling under my legs and yeah. <laughs> crawling on top of my back, and so a lot of days that doesn't end up being a very uh, a very possible thing for me. But as long as I do something every day where I make an intention to do something and then follow through on it, uh, then those things are what I find the most fulfilling in my in my mental health aspect i guess and um and and yeah that's that's kind of how i
0: how i go about it um so i always end with asking um what's the greatest gift knitting has given you for the rest of your life so what what are your thoughts on that madison um just patience uh that Hmm. i can that
1: you know it takes a lot of patience to finish an entire knitting project uh but it's it's something that you know, you have to, I have to practice all the time on a daily basis. And, and I think for me, um, for raising my kids, it takes a ton of patience, because a lot of times it, it you don't see the fruits of your labor for years and years to come, especially when you're yeah. doing it intentionally and going at it with the mindset of um, I'm doing these things now, knowing that I'm not going to have a finished product, you know, I'm not going to yeah. be able to see the fruits of this labor for years and years and years to come. And so the patience is the biggest thing that I, that I get from it, that, um, you know, if you keep working at it a little bit at a time, you will end up with something at the end that you're proud of. And, and everybody has a different kind of project that, that they're working on. But, um, but for me, the patience is by far what I, what I get the most out of, out of knitting and, um, something that I can kind of translate into pretty much every other aspect of my life that something worth doing doesn't, doesn't get, doesn't get done immediately you know it takes a lot of patience and a lot of little tiny stitches <laughs> to get to yeah. that end that end result and i think that that's that's just um it's a great way to look at to look at
0: things in terms of being patient about what what happens in your life yeah that's amazing um madison thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today it was such a pleasure to meet you and hear about your uh story and how knitting is yeah been a thread through all of those challenges
1: (laughs) yes and thank you so much for having me it's been such a an awesome cathartic experience to be able to talk to you and 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 kind of discuss my story so
0: and I almost didn't ask if you'd knitted your cardigan because it looked like so good that I thought maybe maybe she hasn't knitted it and that would be really annoying (laughs) that's like
1: the biggest compliment I could ever have it's I I love I love to hear that that's you know that's the goal that it looks that it looks like that so thank you so much oh
0: you're welcome Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to find out more about my work, you can visit my website, therapeuticknitting.org, or you can follow me on Instagram at knittingistherapeutic. Thanks!